that's the way to do it. All right. Um, okay, so how's it going? Another episode of AOJ with my my secret friend, right? Um, banning Leapshire. Um, I said I said secret friend banning because I don't share a lot that that we're actually friends, right? It's one of those. It'll either be. It'll either be what, are you those, what are you ashamed of me? No, no. <laughs> what, are you, what are you like no, no, embarrassed? No. What are you embarrassed by? Because it automatically I'm, turns I'm, into. I'm too, I'm too white for you. That's the problem. I'm way too pale. Way too no, pale. It automatically turns into uh, your line, right? <laughs> your line. Prove it, right? Like, okay, look, let me call him up right now. That's or, awesome. or, or, oh, really? Why is he friends with you? So I don't know yeah. how. To, I don't know how to take that. Um, I Long remember one time, true. one time someone asked me, someone asked me, oh, you're, you're friends with him for real? I was like, yeah, I don't even know. I think, I think Rashawn told him. And I was like, yeah, 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 we, yeah, yeah, I know him. We know each other. We're good. Like, how did you meet him? And then I stayed quiet. And then he like looked down at his feet and said, it's fine. You don't have to tell me. And I was like, no, I'm <laughs> I just want to make sure I want to make it the fast version. Yeah, that's amazing. Anyway, how you long, doing? Long story. Dude, I'm doing well. I, I mean, overall, I'm doing good. The world's on fire and we're locked in. And, and, but at the end of the day, I'm doing good. And, and uh, uh, you know, just, just figuring out how to navigate all that's going on. A, a lot of good. And, and I think God's in the middle of a whole bunch of it. So uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I've been doing like home projects while I'm in quarantine. So. Yeah, um, during quarantine, my wife changed my name to Jay Fix It. Oh yeah, well, hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, I'm not handy at all. I literally bought—I've never bought a drill. I bought my first drill that I've ever bought. I bought during quarantine because I was out there like making planter boxes for my wife. So you know, that's me now. You know, next level. If you need a drill, I have one, and. Uh, <laughs> And I feel manly because of it. I made I made one too. I made a planter box. There you go. My wife has she has been able during quarantine to turn her black thumb because before anything she planted or tried to grow would die within days. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. But God has shown her mercy and now her thumb is green. We have all types of vegetables I'll never eat growing That's in the amazing. Backyard. <laughs> well, listen, man, if the world goes crazy, you'll at least be able to live for two days. Dude, I've got, um, yesterday I fixed our, I fixed our sinks in the bathroom, right? And I'm the guy, I'm the guy that, it, like, it had a leak. I'm the guy that would, I'll, I'll hire somebody. Of course. Before I'll mess things up. I'm just trying to contribute to the economy. Here's what I, here's what's crazy for me, is there are guys I know that find real satisfaction in fixing things. Like yeah. they feel a sense of whatever. So I'll, I'll get in and try to tackle some toilet, which I tried to yesterday and failed. But whenever I tackle something that it's, it's something simple too, and I'll spend my two hours on it <laughs> afterwards, I don't feel a satisfaction at all. I'm like, I don't know what these guys are feeling after <laughs> this. Because I could have watched a movie and been even more fulfilled like i like i know i don't quite get what's going on here but there are some guys i know man they just love putting their hands to something uh, so I, you know god bless them and i call them to come over and help i'm not that guy either i'm you know, we're alike we're yes, alike so. i spent yeah. hours 
on this sink for a leak yesterday. I went to Home Depot. I spent like $40. Yes. And when I finally figured it out, it was like a tiny little washer that cost me like a dollar. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've got like $30 worth of stuff that I can't take back. And it wasn't even $30. It was the four hours. The four hours that I just gave for this thing. Yeah, but I did, the, I, I did the toilet. I did the toilet in the beginning of quarantine because my daughter wanted to take a Daniel Tiger toothbrush for a swim. That's hilarious. And she flushed it and she flooded the whole toilet. And I'm like, I'm just going to call a buddy of mine. But then quarantine happened, uh, right? Nobody could come over. So yeah, that's our to, life right now, I had now, to take the man. entire toilet apart and take just it off. Just understand this. Just understand this. If we were some of the first pioneers to come into some land, so we would have died. I would have died. It would. I would have made it a week, and that's about it, because uh, it would have been all over. Let's but, just um, let's just let's just admit that about ourselves. All right. But but at least I would have had some tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> and squash. Two right. things we can grow: tomatoes and squash. Tomatoes and squash and cucumbers. We already have a yeah. cucumber. Yes. Yeah, but anyway, when I when I originally asked you to join me. Um, for an episode of AOJ, I wanted you to discuss um, the difference between social distancing and spiritual distancing, right? But um, right, and, and a lot, a lot's happened since uh, then. Right, exactly, right now, now there's a lot going on in in your yes. city as well as mine, and yeah, um, true. and everything's different. Like everything's different. Everything is like extremely different. Before the world was on fire, now it's an inferno, right? Yeah. And little little fires everywhere. Um, a series I started watching last night, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Come on. But so so now you, you've gone from, from trying to pastor, you know, the way all pastors and all churches have had to change things up to now also being being, I guess, uh, a beacon, right? For, yeah. for not just, not, not a beacon, not just for the new way of living for, I mean, for now, but then also for the ongoing conversations of racial conciliation. Yeah. How, yeah. how, how are you guys doing with that? Well, I mean, it's heavy. It's heavy. I mean, it's serious stuff that's going on. Um, I think I'm grateful that we, um, started this conversation for our community before this moment. Um, so although this moment has heightened it and, and brought it to the forefront in a way that like, we just have to talk about, right. um, this isn't something that we haven't talked about or tried to be on my own journey and our church's journey um, for a while. Um, but yeah, you know, my goal right now uh, uh, with both the quarantine, with, um, with all the stuff that's happening, with the issues of race. Um, my goal is to help our church and whoever will listen outside of our church that would, would say, hey, I'm interested in, in listening, um, help them navigate this in a kingdom way. I think God is up to something. I think he's, I, I don't think he sent the virus, but I think that he's doing something in the middle of this. Um, and I think the church is gonna come out stronger and better because of it. The, the, race, the racial stuff that's going on, I think Lord, the Lord is bringing things to the forefront, and and I think much of it is because the church hasn't, so the world does, and uh, so I so and I think I think there's going to be good stuff that comes out of this, um, and so just trying to help 
our people navigate it in a kingdom way has kind of been what's been on my heart. Yeah. And uh, as, a, as a white person, um, I, I, I don't, I, I, as a leader I have, but as a white person, I just feel like it's James 1.19 right now that we're to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Um, I think that's what humility looks like. I think that's what's needed. And so I'm mainly talking to white people right now at this moment, in all honesty, I'm trying to help white people um, kind of navigate this season with humility, with with introspection, with looking at the nation, the, the reactions that are coming or the different mindsets that are political, that are religious, that they want to go in. And so I, that's that's what I'm feel, that's what I'm trying to focus on. Um, I'm, I'm trying to sit down. I'm trying to, we've been sitting down. I'm not saying this about ourselves to the back. I've been trying to sit down with leaders of color for a while and just listen. I remember and that. Friends of, yeah. And friends of color for a while and just listen. And it's helped me a ton. So now that this is in the nation, I'm just trying to bring those friends and say, would you come and sit with me so that other people can hear you as well that are, that are white and, uh, and inviting people along in this journey. We have a lot of work to do, obviously. Uh, our church is not, uh, you know, our church is not the, um, you know, beacon for everybody to look at of what of what a multi-ethnic, multicultural church looks like. We have a lot of work to do, but uh, I am trying to get people just to humble themselves, to go on this journey, to listen well, and to understand that there are some mindsets that get in that are not kingdom, and I'm trying to go after those. Right. You see... <laughs> I'm going to say something real controversial, which I mean, yeah. Um, so I'm trying to find the right words. Um, me being Puerto Rican, right? I, and I've had this, I think last week or two weeks ago, I, I, I sat down with Rasan and with, and with Phil and we, 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 you know, three, three different viewpoints, three different, you know, one conversation. Yeah. And me being Puerto Rican, I, I explained to them how I I got, I guess the good word is guff, right? To, to make one up from, from both sides, right? Growing up in New York. Um, but but being, being raised where I was raised in New York City and whatever, it's, it's, we saw a lot of racism, right? Against us, right? I've been thrown on the floor a lot, even one time while going to church, right? I'm on my way to church with my giant Pentecostal Bible and that's it, right? But, um, but the thing is, the thing is that in New York City, you're forced to have relationships and um, be around yes. different, um, different cultures and different walks Great of life point. and whatever, right? So, I, and I mean, I mean, just, <laughs> I'm sorry, my secret friend, but even just, just you and I, like there is a time where believers and I, and I think that because what I, what I, what I want to get into is, is the posture of the church, the church as a whole, right? Yeah. There is a time where believers have to remember, or unless I guess get into the mindset that, you know, it's, we're one body, one body in Christ. Right. So yes. Whatever's going on. Right. And, 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 and I have this conversation with my wife because like my wife is, if, were she born here, you know, she'd be considered white, but she was, she's, she's Polish. Like she's only been here for a few years. Um, so a lot of this is, is new to her. Yeah. But the deal is that, you know, 
we're having this conversation. How many how many Puerto Ricans you know marry a Polish girl? Actually, after I married my wife, it turns out that one of my cousins is also married to a Polish girl. <laughs> that has got to be. That has got to be. That's a story somewhere. That's amazing. That, I, I keep going. And I, didn't I apologize. Know. So no, it's it's funny because a lot of people ask me, "Wait, your wife's from Poland?" I, I, yeah. How did you do that? I was like, I said hi. I want to know what I want to know what your fights are like. Actually, we rarely fight. So there it is. You don't even fight. It's amazing. Yeah, we rarely fight. We rarely fight. But that's because um, she's always right and you're always wrong, and it just. Oh, I mean, that's quickly. that's that's that doesn't even need to be said. That's me. All, all right, continue. But, I cut you off. I oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Continue. It's fine. But the thing is that I've seen, and with me personally, and then you know, social media is a tool from hell. <laughs> right? <laughs> like Twitter was was created by Satan himself. Yes. But um, I've seen a lot of Christians, right? Or people who say they're Christian or have Christian on their bio, right? With these, these staunch standings where it's either political first or it's complete rejection, right? Without, there's, there's no posture of grace or of listening, like you said, not, not too long ago. So I want to know, like, which is the more difficult conversation to have? The conversation with um, the black community or, 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 or people of color that go to your church that finally find, uh, I mean, through tragedy, they finally find a platform or something where their voices can be heard and where they can be seen, or the white community that it's either, they're either left or right, right, or they're just complete, like, because I've gotten people telling me, ah, you're lying, you, you're, you're, you're caught up in the machine, racism isn't real. Like, oh. Yeah, well, I, I, have, I, have stat, I have bruises and stab wounds that, that tell me differently. I'll unpack what I think is going on with that. One, um, obviously, uh, we're a predominantly white church, but have a, I think have a great showing of people that are deeply invested in our church that are people of color. Uh, these are people that, um, you know, are, are very connected into our community, are part of leadership and all that type of stuff. Um, but I do feel that my job right now is probably more pastoring white people than people of color. Um, uh, I, I will come alongside people of color right now and obviously just try to, um, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll pastor them, but my focus is probably more white people right now in this, in this time. But here's what I would say. So this will all unpack for everybody listening. We first and foremost, when you're talking about one body, we're kingdom people. So when you got saved, you were, what Colossians says, transferred into the kingdom from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, the kingdom of the sun. So what we know is this. We know that we're kingdom people. We need to think like the kingdom. We need to, we need to approach things like the kingdom. We need to act like the kingdom. And in order for that to happen, our mind has to be renewed, which means we are susceptible to thinking like the world, not the kingdom. So the Holy Spirit comes to renew our mind, to get it to repent, to change the way we think. Um, And so you've got to have your mind. And the kingdom is an opposite kingdom. Mm -hmm. So 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 the, the kingdom is if you want to save your life, lose it. If you want to be first, be last. If you want to be the greatest, be the servant. If you want to inherit the kingdom, be a child. 
You, you love those who hate you. You do good to those who curse you. You know, like this is the, you, you die if you want to, you know, bear fruit. It's an opposite kingdom and it takes our, the renewing of our mind to think like the kingdom. So, so the kingdom, it says, is like leaven. It's in you and God wants to change the world through you by bringing the kingdom like leaven into the world. The problem is, is that Jesus says we are to beware of two other types of leaven. So the kingdom, we have to change our mindset and think like the kingdom. Our mind has to be renewed to think like the kingdom. Yeah. But there's also thinking of the world. And it manifests in the leaven of Herod and the leaven of the Pharisees. And Jesus actually said, beware of these two things. And that word beware means he wants you to see it. Beware is like uh, seeing it. And not just my physical eyes, but be about perceiving it. Right. That he says, I don't want you to be blind that there's two, there's two leavens and it doesn't take much to get in and leaven the whole loaf. It doesn't take much of this thinking to ruin everything. Yeah. And it is 11, the Pharisees, 11 Herod. So I'll just take just a second. And this is me rambling, but what you're describing, the leaven of the Pharisees is the religious spirit. The leaven of Herod is the political spirit. Now, the religious spirit is anchored in pride, and it is anchored in arrogance. And it is devoid of love and care and is not interested in treating you like a brother, a sister, or even a friend. Right. And so, so what happens is that there's an arrogance in, in, the, in the religious spirit that I think manifested in John 9. In John 9, the blind guy gets healed by Jesus. Now, this was an outcast in society. He was a beggar. He was looked down upon. He gets healed. He comes before the Pharisees. They say, what happened? He says, well, I got healed. They don't even believe his experience. <laughs> they literally diminish and downplay his experience and say, well, we don't think you were blind. So his parents come in. They said, well, he was blind. They're like, all right. And then, and then they say, well, who do you think he was? They said, well, I, I don't know. He, he must have been a prophet if he healed me. And, and they say, oh, who are you? Who are you to teach us? You have nothing to teach us. In fact, you were born in sin. And they just, not only do they diminish his experience, but they just reject him. Right. They reject him. So, so you're literally looking at arrogance and pride at work. And it's manifesting in the lives of people right now. When all of a sudden somebody like you would come, I just had this happen where we sat down with four of the black members of our church. And I just said, would you just share your experience? How are you experiencing the George Floyd death? How, like, and they just unpacked their experiences. And then we still have people that want to give them stats. Just what you said, racism is it like they're just sharing their heart and their experience. And somebody will come back with a Candace Owens video, and here's the stats, and there's more white people killed by black people. I mean, there's more white people killed by officers than there are black people. And, and the problem is it's devoid of any type of care or love, and yes. it's filled with arrogance because I'm not treating you now like a friend or a brother or a sister. I'm just like, well, you don't know the facts, and mm -hmm. facts aren't attacking facts are facts and it's just this arrogance and then the arrogance that pops up is and you know what else not only are you wrong not only is your experience not accurate because let me give you a bunch of stats let me give you a bunch of stats to tell you why you're wrong with your heart that you just shared but but also 
I actually know what's best for you. <laughs> I, know, I know what's best for Puerto Ricans, and I know what's best for your entire community. Not the fathers of the faith, not the generals in the body of Christ right. because of color, because they've just been hijacked by a leftist agenda. I know what's best for you. And it's actually a pretty easy fix. Stop being a victim and just stop buying into MSNBC that tells you racism exists because <laughs> it doesn't exist. So, so there you go. That's, that's what's best for you. And I know what's best for you and your community. Not, not all of these other godly people. They've mm -hmm. just been hijacked. So my point is this. That's the religious spirit. It, 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 it is rooted in arrogance. It was rooted in pride. I'm not listening. I'm not, I'm not interested in listening to you. I'm not interested in listening to this blind man who was born in sin. I'm going to diminish you, dismiss you, reject you because you don't get to come speak into my life. Uh, and, and there's an arrogance there that I'm just going, guys, this is the mindset of the religious spirit. And so you know what you know what's opposite of that? Humility. Yes. It's humility that I would humble myself. The thought that I the thought that I I may not know everything. I may have something to learn. I like it's all of this type of stuff. And and the fact that I can just humble myself and even if I'm right, even if all my stats are right, I still care. I care. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I care. I'm interested. And, and I would say this. Here's the problem with the religious spirit. Jesus said there's no greater love than a man has than to lay down his life for a friend. Guys, I'm watching online going, dude, you're doing nothing to actually you. Love cannot manifest if you treat this person like they're not a friend. Exactly. So, Jay, me and you may disagree. I, which I don't think we do, but but like we may yeah, have sure we real we, we we may have real disagreements over things, but if I act like you're not my if I'm not working towards friendship, love can't actually love at its fullest can't manifest between us, and so so my point is this is that religious spirit and believers don't even know it's there, but I'm looking online I'm like dude you don't even look like you're on the same team let alone the same family right like exactly. like. Like, we're all the same team. We're all the same family. So, okay, this is my long thing, but I'm the guest, I guess. So I get to ramble <laughs> as long as I want. But the second, you want. Describing, the, the second thing you're describing, the second thing you're describing is the spirit, is the, is the, the leaven of Herod, which is the spirit, the, the political spirit. And what the political spirit does is the political spirit tries to divide and it motivates by fear. So it first tries to divide. So the political spirit says this, you're either in group A or you're in group B. Yeah. And you actually have to be in group A or B. You don't get to, you don't get to not be. And if you don't decide, I'm going to put you in group A or B. Because oh, no, no. Be Puerto Rican. I'm supposed to be in group, let's say, A. Automatically. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, no. Right. Let's, Automatically. Yeah. No, we'll say Democrats are group B. I'm just kidding. Okay. So then group but B. <laughs> I, I, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. So, 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 so you're group A or B. And, and you decide or I decide. And I'm going to decide because I know your heart and I know your intentions. And I know what you posted. You didn't post fast enough. You posted too fast. You didn't say the right thing. So now you're in group A. Now you're in group A, which means this. You have to agree with every single thing in group A. Yes. You I mean, also have to yes. denounce and disagree with every single thing in group B. And, 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 I, and I define you by what you're against, not for what you're for. Right. So group A is defined by the fact that they're against group B. 
And so, so, so this is what happens. And then if you're in group A and you don't agree with something in group A, well, you're in group B then. Mm -hmm. It's automatically in group B. So this is, and then it's driven by fear. So, so politicians are, 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 are elected through fear. So they want to say, here's all the bad stats. The nation right. is horrible. Uh, fear of losing money, fear of losing power, fear of losing comfort, fear of losing the whatever. Like, I'm afraid. So the country's going to get worse if you don't elect me. So I elect you because I'm afraid the country's going to hell if I don't elect you because it's yeah, so yeah. horrible. Right. So, so it's motivated by fear. And then it manifests in the church by the fear of deception. Well, because this is a big one. This is a big one. They're afraid if I talk about, hey, guys, I, um, I think the Lord's on this issue of, of really recognizing that black lives haven't mattered. Black lives matter. Nope. And, 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 and we need to have, a, like, let's have a conversation about that. And has the nation, and is there unjust systems in the world? That, that are not representing justice and are not representing righteous? Is, is there, are there police officers that are not held accountable? Let's have this conversation. Man, the minute you have that conversation, the, po the political spirit, because it's driven by fear, has to come in and give you stats and is now petrified that because you said Black Lives Matter, <laughs> you are now an ardent supporter of the organization Black Lives Matter, which yes. let me send you every video and stat I have that says the organization Black Lives Matter is pro-abortion, is pro-gay marriage, is for the abolishing of police forces, is for looting, violence, and killing of cops. So if I have this conversation about Black Lives Matters, there, there's so much fear around I'm now going to fall off this leftist cliff <laughs> and, 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 and like all of a sudden I'm going to lead an entire generation to believe for abortion, gay marriage, the killing yeah. of cops. And then we're going to get all these Democrats elected and they're going to ruin the nation. <laughs> like that's the fear that comes. It's so funny and, because that was said to me just yesterday, yes. <laughs> just last and, night. And, and so this is what I'm saying. I'm like, no, we're kingdom people. I'm right. not actually driven by fear. And the Bible tells me that I don't I haven't been given a spirit of fear, but what about but of love, of power? And then here it is, a sound mind, which means this. I have the ability to talk through things without going down some crazy road. Like we're so afraid of being deceived. We're so afraid of of, of being uh, 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 of being uh, lied to, of just, and so everybody's like, well, you just, you know, you've taken your lead by, this is what I've been accused of, of MSM, and, and, and you're just buying into the leftist thing as if somehow I don't have a brain. Right, like you don't have a mind of your own. As if somehow I haven't like thought through stuff or like as, as if I really take my lead from these people rather than leaning in, listening to God, we're kingdom people. And so, and so this is what happens though. So, so, and, and there's a lack of maturity around this issue that says, if I stop, so kingdom people understand this because I'm not A or B, I'm kingdom. Yes. Which means this, I can grieve with those who are grieving. So I can actually grieve with the African-American community who are mourning the loss of another black man. Right. I can grieve with his family, his mother, his dad, his cousin. I can grieve with those who are grieving. 
while simultaneously honoring police officers mm -hmm. and the incredibly difficult job they have and giving honor there while simultaneously speaking up against injustice and unrighteousness and systems that might, that oppress people i can actually do all of that at the same time right but 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 the political spirit says i can't the, the like no 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 if if you grieve with this black family you're against police officers if you honor police officers you're against black lives and i actually go that's actually not true it's a political game i won't play and i also don't need to qualify every time i talk about hey as if the world systems are all christ-like just and righteous <laughs> exactly you know as if every system in the world so if i say hey i am concerned about systems that are broken and geared towards not fairness and justice for a certain group of people that if I, or, or I am concerned about police officers that would be arrogant and, and, and not right. Right. I'm concerned about that. And then, but I, but I have to qualify by saying, I still think they're good cops. Right. I still think they're a good cop. Now you gotta understand me. I, I'm a police officer's kid. My dad was oh, 30 years that. in the police. My dad was 30 years in the police force. Um, I come from a police officer family, so I uh, literally my my brother-in-law is is uh, a sheriff. My nephew is a, a is a, um, a CHP. Not to get dramatic, but 21 years ago, my other brother-in-law was shot and killed in the line of duty. So I come from a police officer family. But people want you to qualify. Mm -hmm. Well, there's really good cops, and I just want to say, of course they're good cops. They go to our church. These are godly men who I am so grateful are in the system, who I'm not praying for less of them. I'm praying for more godly men like the police officers in our church who would go out and be vessels of healing and reconciliation in the world. But why do I have to qualify? There are good cops simply because I'm having a conversation about things I'm concerned about. It's fear. It is. It's fear that somehow you know, we're going to offend or we're going to talk bad or we're going to diminish police officers. And I'm like, I have great respect for police officers. And I will, I would, I would never be ashamed of that. And no. I, I grew up a cop's kid. It is an extremely difficult job. I went, I went to, um, to one of the protests here in Georgia. Yeah. And um, after the protest, I texted and called a friend of mine who was a cop, right? Yes. Right. You know, nice guy, loves the Lord but he's in New York City, so he has to deal with all of that New York City yes. stuff while automatically seen as, as the enemy, right? Oh no, yes. you're the, you have the uniform, you're one of them, right? Yeah. And then at the same time, have family members attack me because they think I'm on one side, and the other, yes. and then people that I look up to and admire sending me um, the Candace Owens video. Yes. And then sending me um screenshots of the record of george floyd's record right these are people of god right that i've looked up to that i that i've like um contacted whenever i need prayer or whenever i need you know help right sending me these things forgetting that number one i can think for myself number two i work for the news i see all of these things like way before any of them do, yeah. right? But in the end, as you said, right, as believers, as kingdom people, our first response 
and reaction should always be one of compassion, yeah. one of love, one of mercy, right? Because nothing else, like God, <laughs> Jesus himself would not stop first and say, oh, well, but, right? Yeah. You know, where are, where, where, where are the Samaritans? Yeah. Where are the good Samaritans? We need more good Samaritans pouring into this and trying to, you know, comfort talk yes have these conversations yes. praying for these people if my five-year-old son when i um when i told him why he couldn't go to the protest with me and i he asked me well what is that you know i have to explain what's a protest and whatever but then he he started crying he mm. started crying and he asked me what but but papi why are people so mad and i told him what happened I said but why are they fighting with each other they need to pray to god so that god can help them right now and he says that and and i'm crying because it's so simple yeah. right it's so simple but we get so caught up on worldly things on a secular mindset that we forget yeah. that we're godly people and our mind needs to be changed we're kingdom people and our mindset needs to be needs to reflect the kingdom we need to have we need to have a kingdom mindset for all things yeah, absolutely. And I, and I would just say this, I would just challenge anybody. I'll challenge my white friends who are listening right now. And I'm for you. Um, 100% for you. I'm a pastor and I love people and I want to walk with them. Uh, um, uh, uh, you know, and it feels like we always have to qualify as well around the white guilt or white shame. Like I, I don't think any of that stuff's from the right. Lord. But, but we have to understand that when we're sending our friends who are people of color uh, you know, this video that we, this video and this thing, we better make sure it's not because we are afraid they are being misled. Mm. And I think that that's what's going on. I'm afraid you're being misled. And I actually don't think that you have a sound mind. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have to just be careful. I, I listen, I, I, and listen, are, are there people reacting? Do I, do I stand for all the Black Lives Matters? Uh, of course not. Not at all. I don't. I, they're a secular organization that does not reflect kingdom values. Right. Do I, do I think the Lord is trying to highlight Black lives in this moment? Yes, absolutely. That's not the latest fad for me. I think that, that, that we're in that moment. Uh, but, you know, do, do, I, do I stand for everything that's going on? Do I believe that some of these young guys are getting swept up and caught up in the emotion and aren't actually thinking through some stuff kingdom wise, whatever else. Yes, absolutely. But I also believe that a lot of people they'll get there. It takes them a little bit of time. You know, it takes them a little bit, you know, they're kind of swept up in the moment and, and then they kind of start heading down this direction, but all of a sudden they stop and they're looking around and going like, Oh, this doesn't reflect my core values at all. Yeah. You know? So, so then how do I kind of like, like, I think people are smart people and I think, I think they're not going to fall off a cliff. I think they'll find their way and, and get centered again in kingdom. I'm talking about centered in kingdom. So, you know, I'm with you on all that stuff, man. It, I, I'm with you. So let's, let's get off of that for a minute. Let me open this little web page that I have here. Call my eye. So I see that you, um, you've got a new book. The three mile walk, right? And I was gonna buy it. I was gonna buy it yesterday. But then I saw I saw that you've got like a video series that goes along with it. Um I saw actually it's on Amazon Prime. I'm like, hey baby, look what I just bought. Uh, <laughs> but then 
I started reading what it was about. You know, uh, what is it? Equip you with practical guidance to be all, to be and do all that God has called you to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About answering, you know, instructions for answering your calling, right? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking and I'm looking at that and I'm like, that's awesome. If anybody could do that, it was, it's, it's banning, right? Because he did it for me, but he didn't do it in the book. He did it in two sentences. <laughs> what were those two sentences? He did it in two sentences. In two sentences, you told me when we met, you told me when we met, which, which, which is why I pursued a friendship with you because I'm like, you know, this guy, this guy doesn't know me from, 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 from a hole in his head, but um, also you weren't afraid to just be like, hey, stop the nonsense, right? You know, I, I, um, I was telling you how I was running away from this whole calling to be, to be a pastor. And, and you just happened, I, rem I don't remember what, what you were teaching on at the conference, at the Jesus Culture Conference, the, the leadership um, thing. Yeah. And... And I said, you know, but like, I'm just, I'm just really afraid, right? Because pastors have not been nice to me, right? I'm, I'm really afraid. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, it's good that you're afraid, but um, you know, sometimes you just gotta face your fear and do what God calls you to do, and you know, not, not get beat up with a bat. Like, what are you talking about a bat? Yeah, because like, you know, you either follow the call or. God will beat you up until you finally fall in. And I'm like, that's happening now. <laughs> right? Because it's true. It's true. It's I mean, true. yeah, it's true. I mean, it's not so, so. God's going God's gonna to get you there. Right? It's not so simple. Yeah, exactly. Like something, something. Yes. You're going to keep hitting that wall, keep hitting that wall until finally, you know, you're like, all right. Totally. I've found that God is phenomenal at opening doors and he's really good at closing doors <laughs> and, and both eventually get you where you're supposed to go. So talk to me about this book before I actually do buy it. Yeah. You know, my heart, um, uh, you know me for a little bit in the 25 years of ministry for me, my heart's just to come alongside people right. and, uh, uh, give them courage you know, just, just encourage them, hopefully inspire them, challenge them. But I think what I found in both biblically and then in 25 years of ministry is that people are most alive, they're most fulfilled, they're most thriving when they are fully engaged in what God's called them to be. And that all of us have a call in our life. Every single person listening right now, you are called by God and it's two parts. You're called to be someone and you're called to do something. So God's trying to shape you, mold you, form you, to look like Jesus, and then and then out of your identity, he's called you to mission, which is he's called you to partner with him to see his plans and purposes established in the earth. So so for those two things, um, I want to see people awakened to that call, but not just awakened, engaged. See what separates you is not your call, because everybody is called by God. <laughs> Agreed. Everybody is called to be someone and everybody is called to do something in the earth. What separates you isn't your call. What separates you is your response to the call, whether or not you're going to get up and engage it. So that's what the book's about. And it's, and we talk about the three things needed, holiness, courage, faith, but it's out of the story of first Samuel 16, where uh, it's this incredible contrast between King Saul, 
So the Israelites are encamped against the Philistines, one on hill, one hill, one on the other hill. And then there's a three mile valley. It's called the three mile walk because there's a three mile valley between them. And then, and then, you know, King Saul is content with his army just to sit underneath the pomegranate tree from a distance and, and just kind of look at his call, but not engage it. And then Jonathan, something awakened in the heart of Jonathan. And he said, I don't want to sit. I, I, I got to get up and engage. I got to be the man that God has called me to be. I've got to do what God has called me to do and to go engage that. And, um, and then when you engage it, you find you need a massive amount of courage, faith, what's holiness. Um, but I, this is my prayer for people, that God would stir a divine dissatisfaction inside of you, that you would refuse to sit on the sideline of your destiny, and you would refuse to settle for anything less than all that God has for you. And when you get up and do it, it's going to be scary. You're going to be in over your head. It's going to take a massive amount of courage. So you'll face discouragement. You're going to face seasons of delay. It's going to require faith. Holiness is the first step. But all of those things are needed. But it first starts with just an awakening and something that says, I'm not going to sit anymore. I'm going to get up and go after this no matter how scary it might be. See, only you can say something like that you go through a season of discouragement. <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, this is the deal. If, if courage is needed, then discouragement is the way the enemy comes at us. Right, right. And, it's, and, just, it's, it's just that, right? And you say that, and we, and, and, and lately, I've, I've turned to you for a lot of my, um, my pastoring fears, right? That I, 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 still, I still have. I just haven't bothered you because there's so much going on lately. But, um, but right now, right now, um, these during quarantine, I've um, you know I've got all this extra time because I'm not I'm not commuting <laughs> back and forth yeah, an totally, hour totally. each way, right? So I've been having more conversations with God, and um, it's one of those you know him beating me up conversations. And yeah. <laughs> right now I am like, all right, you know what? Um, if I'm gonna try this again, let me um, let me be smarter this time. Yeah. Because before, you know, before I was, I was brought along. All right, you know, I'm gonna walk with you. And then, oh no, wait a minute. You know what? Nah, I'm not gonna walk with you. You're on your own, right? And um, and that's my fear now. My fear now is like, all right, I'm ready to do this, God. I I I think I'm healed, and if not, I'm healed enough where I know to come crying to you, and I'm smart enough to know that. I need people, but yeah. like, I'm scared. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm scared of, of finding people, right? I'm scared of finding people right now. It's like, all right, well, you know, you're going to have to tell me, Hey, walk with this guy. Um, yeah. I'm going to bring this guy into your life so that he can walk alongside you because yeah, I mean, my wife and I have both, we, we both suffered from that. Right? Yeah. It's, it's both of us. And we're doing this, this monthly worship thing where these kids, these college kids, I told you, they, um, they consider me like they're <laughs> weird. They're pastor. I'm like, Hey, Jay, pastor Jay. You're such a pastor. But, um, BJ. Yeah, exactly. Somebody called me like that. What'd you call me? But, um, but you know, for me in my brain, it's not real, right? Because it's only a monthly thing, but it's grown. Like it's grown right now. I'm getting phone calls and text messages. Hey, when are we doing this again? 
When are we doing yeah. this? When are we going to start? It's who you are. It's who you are. That, what's happening is just a manifestation of your identity. And that's what I'm saying. You're coming to grips with, this is who God's called me to be. Therefore, I've got to go pursue it. And it's scary. And it, 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 you know, there's the possibility of failure, which we hate. And there's all this type of stuff. But at the end of the day, the Lord's speaking to you about your identity. And now what's beginning to manifest is your mission is connected to your identity. And that's going to, it's a, listen, guys, this, it's a scary walk, man. It just is. This is the thing. And you know this, but, but, you know, I'm afraid God won't be with me. Guess how you find out what's truth. Not by never moving. <laughs> I'm not sure God will go with me. Guess how you find out if he's going to go with you. Take you go. You go. Yeah. You don't find out by not going. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you take that risk and God shows up. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to encourage, there goes my light, encourage everyone. My light just went like this. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Encourage everyone to uh, do themselves a favor. Well, though, oh, everyone, everyone, and, and get that book. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to get a link from your assistant so I can put it on my website. Love it. And yeah. Um, yeah, and get it. Get it for my wife and I. Um, thank you again. Yeah, it's great thank to be with you, Jay. Seriously, always. Always good to connect in the midst of COVID. Appreciate what you're doing. Appreciate what you're doing, Pastor Jay. Stop it. Appreciate what you're doing, Pastor Stop it. Hey, I need, as soon as everything clears, as soon as everything clears, I need you to hurry up and fly out here. All right. I miss you the last time you were here. I'll get out there soon enough. I need the NBA to start though, and so that won't be till next year, right? So come on now. Nah, we we can't even talk. I, I can't even get. I can't even get into NBA right now. It's good. Time no, but that's it. No, I'm, I'm I'm good. You need the NBA to start. I need baseball. Yeah. Right? It's like uh, I'm going through withdrawal. You're gonna get 50 games. Uh, no, yeah. no, yeah. that's 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 trash. Tell it's trash. It might not even happen. I know. I know. I'm, I'm following it. I'm but following anyway, it. Thank All right. you. Catch you next time. I know you're busy. You're a busy, busy man. All right? Be good.